I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And this week, we have Teenage Bounty Hunters trivia this Thursday and Saturday. You do not want to miss it. Devin and Maddie are both going to be there. We know we're going to see so many of you there. We cannot wait. Two different question sets, so you can come to both if you want to come to both. Uh, Ellie and I have been busy, busy, busy writing all these questions. Yeah, it's really We're gonna have life. a blast. I can't, I can't believe I have to watch Teenage Bounty Hunters again. Uh, we also have the LGBTQ Family and Influencers Summit coming up next weekend. That is May 22nd and 23rd. So we are going to be uh, at least on a panel for... Social, social media. media and it's there's just so many things planned it seems super cool you should check it out uh, we're gonna have a great time and we hope to see some of you there and on june 2nd to kick off pride month the flame will be officially released on all of our platforms so you can find it on spotify you can find it on itunes you can find it on stitcher all those fun things we cannot wait for you to hear the first episode it's the perfect way to kick off our pride month it's the best way to kick off Pride Month. We, I mean, I know all of you who listen to the show, you have heard us talk about this all year long. We have been working on this for so, so long. long. And we 
we are so excited. We're so excited for you all to hear this. Uh, as a reminder, if you just really can't wait until June 2nd, I mean, I know it's still so far away. So far. We do have a Patreon for The Flame. You can find it at patreon.com slash the flame musical. You get early access to some songs. We just put up our song for the month of May, which is one of the songs that Jen Kalella sings in the show. It's incredible. It's so good. It's fun. It's Lamez. It's Hamilton. It's it's all good things. And you can also see some behind the scenes videos of Ellie and I talking about, you know, writing these and arranging and putting together all the music. So there's that. It also will help us make future shows down the line finish up the last couple things on this musical it's just we're getting so excited we can't even stand it it's gonna be crazy we also have a huge event june is june right we are professional <laughs> lesbians and june is june it's pride month so here we go we got all kinds of things going on we have porch pride that is going to be in collaboration with remo pride remo is a virtual events platform they have a really, really cool situation where it feels like you're walking through different rooms. You can talk to, to different people. You can sit down at virtual tables. It's going to be really fun. And we're so excited to do Porch Pride with them on June 5th. It's going to be an all-day event. We have meet and greets with celebrity guests. We have some panels. We have a comedy show. We have an after-hours DJ. It has turned into a full-on convention. And Look. I just want to say thank you to Kristen, our Porch Pride planner, because she has been killing it with the programming you want to be there if you thought porch pride last year was fun a you're right and <laughs> you're B, correct it's gonna be even more fun it's just gonna be a blast we're so 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 excited for it this year so don't miss out porch pride second annual porch pride the second annual porch <laughs> coming pride. up june 5th we're going to be doing spirit week again which means every day we're going to have a new outfit a new a new, a new way, theme, a new, a new theme, prompt. a new way to express yourself. And one of those days will be a porch decorating contest and a cosplay contest that we will announce the winners of at Porch Pride. So make sure you're getting ready to decorate your porches and you're getting your best cosplay. I know we have some listeners, I'm talking to you, Durr, who have millions <laughs> of costumes they have been waiting to pull out at conventions. So we cannot wait to see it. We also have Pride Trivia. So we're going to be talking about the history of Pride with Aeronaut Brewing Company that is still virtual, but we're working with Aeronaut. That's going to be on June 24th. Pride Month, do everyone. You, do you think we could fit a couple more things in June? Could I mean, we? we don't have much going on. We don't. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's happening nothing. in June. In the greater <laughs> Les universe, uh, there's some good news because, look, it's been a rough year for bars in general. It's always a rough year for lesbian bars, it seems like. So we just want to celebrate that Henrietta Hudson is reopening in New York. And oof, we were looking at some pictures before recording this. It looks and fancy. It looks nice. They have charcuterie. Nice. They have a wine bar. Yeah. I'm like, wow. We really have to upgrade our lesbian, you know? I know. So look, <laughs> if you're anywhere in the area and you want to, you know... Go on by, stop on by, take some photos, tag us because we want to see it and help them out because, man, we just need to keep the very few lesbian bars that we have remaining. So, Henrietta Hudson, great news. I'm so excited. Also in the Greater Les Universe, I read this really heartwarming article and I wanted to share with you all. There's a lesbian couple in Ohio that won prom king and queen. So Stop I, it. I love it. The kids are all right. But not the movie. Never watch it. <laughs> Never. Don't, don't do it. But these kids, they're but all right. These specific kids are all right. 
Amazing. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 65th installment of Shoulda Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should've been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, working 9 to 5, what a way to make a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, no, right? We yeah. got. We need like a beat. We I wish everything. I had more nails, but I'm a lesbian, <laughs> so I can't do the intro. <laughs> Amazing. Damn. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest. We have Carolyn Bergier, writer, stand-up comedian, and the producer and co-host of Diking Out, one of our favorite podcasts. Carolyn, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this all week. So have we. <laughs> it's been a while. We haven't had you on since the since our very first live show. Oh my gosh. Yeah, since oh we got gosh. the hug and be backstage oh, together. Stop it. No, we're we're done. I end the episode now. I'm I'm done. <laughs> How dare you throw human contact in our faces right out the gate like that? Uh. <laughs> and we're here today because Carolyn suggested nine to five, which of course, we all agree on. But Carolyn, why did you suggest 9 to 5? Well, part of the reason I suggested it was that my wife and I were driving home the other night and a song from the musical 9 to 5 came on uh, my Sirius XM channel because, yes, I was listening to the Broadway station. And, <laughs> and my wife was like, oh, I like this song. And I said, have you seen the movie? And she said, no, I haven't. That was a lie. She totally has seen the movie. Because I was like, oh, well, you'll love it. Because I know that you love Grace and Frankie. You love Lily Tomlin and and Jane Fonda. And we're totally going to watch it. And then when I pulled it up, she's like, oh, I've seen this a bunch of times. (laughs) Now, English is her second language. So sometimes I have to chalk things up to that. She also has like a horrible memory. So she can't remember like the names of titles of stuff. Mm. So I was like, well, this is a great opportunity to do nine to five because then I'll have like a reason to move it up in in the queue. But also, I'm just obsessed with Dolly Parton being a lesbian. I, That's the uh, other reason. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about that because. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over our IMDb synopsis before we right. dig more into nine okay. to five. <laughs> our, our IMDb synopsis for anyone who's not familiar with the movie is as follows. Three female employees of a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot find a way to turn the tables on him. I'm going to say I think this is our first IMDb synopsis that has like that lengthy of a direct quote from the movie. Is that just me? Oh, no. This IMDb synopsis is actually good, which is really yeah, good. I love it. <laughs> it's pretty I good. I mean, it's still not good enough. We're still going to write our own. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, we've had some really terrible synopses and I'm okay with this one. I am too. So yeah. let's go over what are our gay synopses? Who would like to okay. kick us off? Carolyn, let's let's hear it. We got to know. You picked the movie. We got to hear the gay synopsis. Three repressed queer women, one dyke, two bisexuals, in parentheses, uh, <laughs> commit a slew of crimes against their male chauvinist boss in order to have an excuse to spend time together. Amazing. Wow. Yes. That is deep that they, they, they had to do all these things just because they were like, 
hey, will you be my friend? But I can't yeah. say it directly to you. <laughs> they were so, addicted to hanging out, and the only way they could do it was through kidnapping. That's so toxic and queer, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'll follow it with mine because they're very similar, so that way we'll keep them together. My gay synopsis is a trio of women find each other and find love through a variety of crimes, pot, and M&Ms in this classic 80s romp. Yes. Wow. Those are all beautiful. I'm going to give mine, and I'm embarrassed but it's okay it's still good so here's mine a little shorter three lesbian employees bond over their hatred of their boss and their love of maui waui yes (laughs) yes Yes. maui waui one of the best scenes hands down in any film that has ever existed and i am very strong on that i think it's the most wholesome depiction of getting high (laughs) yes I was watching, I'm thinking, this is just like so wholesome. They're just really having a a lovely evening together. (laughs) Yeah. Nine to five walk so that Pineapple Express could run. Wholesome content, dreaming of all the ways you'd kill your boss. Just, you know, fun for the whole family. (laughs) How good food tastes. So I was watching a clip from the musical. In the musical scene, Judy literally puts her face into Doralee's boobs in this scene. That doesn't happen in the film, right? No, there's like ankle touching and a little mm. bit of leg rubbing, but no no motorboating as yeah, far as I can tell. Like, they really upped the ante in the musical. Yeah. I was watching the scene. I was like, she literally grabs her boobs and says, are these real? So that was fun. That was a fun little uh, experience. So let's talk. What was our experience with this beautiful film? Well, we heard your wife's, Carolyn. What's what's your experience that led to the suggestion as well? You know, I'd actually never seen 9 to 5, like, until a couple years ago, I want to say. And I was in a hotel room in San Francisco. I was there doing some comedy, and 9 to 5 was on. And we were supposed to get going, but I didn't want to leave because I was so pulled in by this movie. And I'm like, I need to know what happens but I had to go and do a show so then I I left and watched it later but watching it I was just like whoa this is this like crazy feminist movie from the 80s Dolly Parton is smoking hot in it I mean they all are Lily Tomlin I love and it was just like something that I felt like I should have seen before and didn't appreciate enough for like most of my life so now I want to like really double down on loving this movie to make up for that you know I appreciate that I will follow that up because I also saw it for the first time this year so I also was like because I feel like okay this is a film right it's in the 80s it's an older film but not like not that old right right I feel like this is one of those movies you constantly are hearing about and like if you haven't seen it you cannot understand how good it is. Right, right. Like, I just feel like people are like, oh, nine to five. Like, it's about workplace harassment. And you're like, okay, cool. And you watch it and you're like, this is ge- cinematic genius. It's comedic wild. genius. Lily, I will say too, like, I am a huge Grace and Frankie fan. I feel like I did not appreciate Lily Tomlin until seeing Grace and Frankie. And mm. now I feel like I'm like, I need to make up for that and watch everything that Lily Tomlin has ever been in because I think she's so phenomenal. Yeah, Daikon. And she's so good in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, 
gay icon, obviously, we all know. And did you know she almost, she tried to quit the movie? Why? So a week into doing it, she thought that originally I think it was supposed to be actually a little bit of a darker movie and not as funny. And then they made some changes and then she was she had been wanting to do more serious roles and thought that she actually wouldn't be good in this silly comedy that had like a dark twist to it. So she asked the producer if she could get out of it a week into it and that she'd pay back uh, a week worth of her pay. And then she watched some of the the footage from what they had shot and they convinced her that she actually was really good in it and that she should keep doing it. Imagine a world. That just gave me chills. Yeah. (laughs) It's a real sliding doors moment. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, look. If I have to close this out with my experience, A, Carolyn, you're going to love this, having heard now your story uh, about your wife already. (laughs) Because, and typically, I'm the one with the good memory. Like, Kelsey is the one who always, like, watches something and then has absolutely no memory of it, like, two weeks later. So I said I have to watch 9 to 5 because we're recording it. And she was like, oh, and then proceeded to tell me the whole story of how I have seen this movie, right? And she was like, yeah, we watched it with my mom. You don't remember? And I was like, not even at all. And she was like, yeah, because we watched this whole movie and we were like, oh my god, you're gonna find it so funny and it's like so great and feminist and hilarious and like you'll love it. And then she was like, and then you just complained about it. <laughs> and so <laughs> and I was like, wow, I don't remember this at all. And I was just re-watching the movie and I'm re watching this whole movie and I was like, wow, I don't remember this. Like, why would I have been complaining about this? And then I got to the end and I was like, oh, I know why. <laughs> so why? So- why- so why? Because, no, because I think, I mean, again, I don't remember exactly what my complaints were, but my guess is my complaints are that I hate that it's like, I get it, it was 1980, this is probably like as feminist as you were going to get, but I'm like, but they still don't get anything. Like, they just get him a lot of credit for all the stuff that they did, and yeah. then, like, you never actually get to see them, like, get their comeuppance moment. I'm like, I wanted them to, like, Except when they actually... type it out at the end, right before right. the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I mean, I guess it's fine. I'm assuming that's probably what got me last time, too, because the whole rest of the movie, I was like, haha, this is fun. Ha ha ha. And especially watching it now, like, looking for the gay stuff. Right. Always gonna make me enjoy a movie, like, 300 times more, but... But in terms of, like, the other, you know, like, that nailed the ending, I was like, oh, no, I kind of still want more, I guess. It's okay. I feel like also, though, I think that they did that ending on purpose because it is a statement on, it was even in the 80s and still now is, like, a statement on the fact that, like, women are doing all of these things and, like, you could see that that this happens, that, like, the women are in charge and everything gets better and everything's awesome and like workplace productivity goes up and blah, blah, blah. But like ultimately the hierarchy, like the men are still going to win. And I think like that was the point of the ending that they yeah. were like this like happy, happy and, ending would be too I mean, much of a I fantasy. Like I, I think it was supposed to hit you in that way. But here's the problem is it didn't go hard enough either way for me. Because I'm like, if you're okay. going to do that, then you have to do it in a way that's going to piss people off, right? You do it and you have him win and he comes out on top and then you're pissed about it. And you're like, well, that's not fair. What the fuck? Or you do it in the way where it's like you get the total gotcha and it's like they drove him into the ground and they like caught him with all the stuff that he was embezzling and like... 
or he absolutely did not know what was going on and now got fired, like something. I'm like, go hard, go hard that way or go hard the like, the system is the problem way. But instead they kind of land in this middle wishy-washy ground for me where I'm like, I get it. You try to make it okay by being like, he's going to Brazil and doesn't want to. But I'm like, but that's because like his boss thinks that he's fantastic and he's taking credit for all of the stuff that they really did and like they're still not really getting all of the credit for it uh, you know like it just yeah. it like tried to kind of skirt in between the two like extreme options of those directions and like I, I think the typing out part at the end too it like that's where they very cheaply deliver on like oh yeah here are the victories that these yeah, exactly. three women have and then he gets kidnapped by, quote, a tribe of Amazons, never to be yeah. seen again. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. glad they didn't show that. <laughs> oh, my God. The movie wouldn't have aged as well. Yeah. You know. Would not have so, aged. No, I, I get it. And I think I don't think that means that I'm like, I hate this movie. No, yeah, the right, movie's right, fun. Right, right. And, it's, and, like, obviously we're going to get into all of the things that I love about it now and how gay these three are and I stand one thruple. But besides that, <laughs> the payoff just wasn't what I wanted it to be. That's all. Yeah. One of these days. Wait, Carolyn, have you seen the musical? If you have it on no. or it was just on... No. I haven't either, but now I'm like, I really want to see it. Because I'm yeah. just curious, like, if that one scene was changed, if there's other stuff that's changed, maybe that's something. You want to know if it's gayer? It, I'm yeah. curious Let's if find they out. made it gayer. Because it, yeah. the, the musical came out in 2008. And so, like, did they make any updates? I'm just curious now. I mean, it really lends itself to a super fun musical. Like, you know... Movies from the 80s in general were pretty bad. There's one 80s movie turn musical that I saw, and it's really not the musical that needed to be made, but I'm going to take the unpopular stance and say it was a heck of a lot of fun to watch, and that was Tootsie. Like, Tootsie is not without men- many problems, uh, and it and it doesn't hold up, but there's something about these, like, ridiculous 80s movies with these plots that are pretty inconceivable and and out there that's perfect for broadway like that is broadway Mm -hmm. of like all this slapstick and you know yeah and also just like i mean dolly needed to make a musical (laughs) right right so let's talk let's get into a little bit oh my god can we please talk about how gay this movie is finally (laughs) yes (laughs) yes but let's talk before we start to talk about the movie. I really want to hear your thoughts on Dolly as a lesbian. Oh, and that will re- like I think Ellie wants well. to get us sued. What are you doing? I'm sorry, Dolly. This is all speculation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Disclaimer: We don't uh, actually <clears throat> know or think that Dolly's a lesbian, but like, please but tell us let's all talk about, about it. it. <laughs> yes, I often speculate uh, that Dolly Parton may be allegedly a lesbian. Her friend Judy is a total stone butch dyke, and they've been friends forever. Uh, they've slept in the same bed or sometimes still do. I don't know. There's a quote from Dolly saying that they sleep together. You don't really see Dolly's husband much. The song Jolene, obviously she's obsessed with Jolene. She's talking about what a freaking babe Jolene is. Gay song. And... Yep. I and it's not that I've ever been like I don't know like super into Dolly Parton but the older I got and the more I thought that oh she she's 
there's something like very queer about her. And well, most recently on the most recent episode of Diking Out, we had a country singer who recently came out, Brooke Eden, and she was talking about how gay Nashville is. And please don't like do not pin this on, on Brooke, but uh, she was talking about that there's like this gay mafia in Nashville and that there's just like in country music there there is this like gay mafia running the scene like all these people that that work in there you you just wouldn't know how gay it is and i said quick question uh is dolly parton the head of the gay mafia wink once for yes blink twice for no and she starts cracking up and she said i'm not even going to go there she could have blinked twice for she no. She could have blinked. She, she could have blinked. blinked I made it easy for her. She couldn't have blinked. She, oh, man. She, she instead you don't, turned you're away. Gonna, you're going to sick the gay mafia on us like that, Carolyn? How could I you? I know. We're all going to be dead we were next friends. week. We're all going to be dead. After this comes out. There's she just scratch around. marks all over our yeah. bodies. <laughs> she pulls up this. She was sitting like on a Dolly Parton throw pillow. Like every... Every queer I know who loves country is like obsessed with Dolly. With Parton. Dolly, and she she's a les magnet. Question again, Judy. When Judy, when Dolly sends the gay mafia for you, do you think they string you up with the garage door opener or or what? Do you get the collar automatically? Do you have to? Yeah, earn the yeah. She's gonna hog tie me. <laughs> um, lucky for I'm me, I don't wondering. have any. I don't have a landline, so she's gonna have to take uh, my podcasting equipment and hog tie me <laughs> with it. <laughs> And that's Incredible. okay. There are worse ways to die. Uh, if Dolly, if Dolly Parton wants to come and kill me personally, I'm happy to go out that way. <laughs> also, if Dolly Parton listens to this episode and kills you because of it, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you hi, we love you, Dolly. Welcome. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. I also do feel like on like a subtext level, Dolly is the equivalent of Taylor Swift. Yes. In terms, in yes. terms of like the subtext of her music. Mm. Oh my god! Like, yes. When you're talking about Jolene, Jolene is super, super, super yes. gay. Like, let's be real. What Dolly says is that she wrote a song about a woman who her husband was flirting with, and she was jealous of this woman. Yeah. But like the way you describe this woman is far too like you're obsessed with her in like a not straight way. Yeah. Yes. So uh, much subtext. Also, is it a coincidence? I will always love you. Then bisexual Whitney Houston yep. sings I Will Always Love You. That was about Robin for Whitney. Who Who is, who uh, is it about for Dolly? Yeah. Judy. Who's, yeah. Judy please, is the original like, Robin. I plead the fifth on this entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> do I, uh, Look, I'm sorry. You broke me with the, with the Taylor Swift comment. And now I'm just imagining like, oh, my God. Could you imagine if Dolly Parton like just suddenly came on one day and was like, just made like a Taylor Swift style like Insta story tease of a... a Oh no. Of a what? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I need to know. Lee just said her power went out and she said it's the gay mafia. Oh, probably. Lee's power just went out because they don't want us talking. They're trying to silence They're us. They're onto us. <laughs> but she's got she's I'm connected. For us. I'm connected through a, a VPN, so she has no idea. Where, where I'm broadcasting <laughs> from. So I'll just have to keep this going uh, <laughs> if, you, if you get knocked off the list. Oh, my God. You're next. I'm crying. She said she'll be uh, right back. She said it came back on. Great. 
Oh my God, that is honestly too funny. Dolly really came for us. What did you do, Carolyn? <laughs> I am <laughs> so sorry. Uh, How did you sick the gay mafia on me? Like as we're, it's not even on air yet. How is it possible? I thought I cast a protective spell for all of us to be able to talk about the gay mafia in a safe space, but their powers are a little bit more impressive than I could have ever imagined. We are very impressed wow. with you, Gay Mafia. How, wow. do, how do we join your ring? To do Literally, as I'm in the middle of saying, like, what if Dolly had an Instagram and then my power goes out? In conclusion, like, just... Dolly Parton, she loves cis male penis. Uh, nothing but <laughs> cis male penis. It's her favorite thing. She wants it nine to five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dolly, we love you so, so much. Should we let's, talk about like other things that are actually yeah, gay on like Dolly Parton, the, who is totally not gay? Let's talk about the film itself. Well, let's talk about Doralee's and fingers crossed for my uh, power. Let's talk about Doralee's character. What do we okay. find queer about Doralee as a character? Can I start and say that right off the bat, she dresses like uh, Kirsten Cinema going into Congress to vote down progressive legislation. <laughs> Uh, it's like this bisexual, like funky yes. outfit. Yeah. Outfit She's a funky so bisexual and that's her wardrobe. I'm into it. She really is. I love it. I do feel like too, there's something about like being a queer woman when a man hits on you, like the way that she can like really deflect this man is very, very queer Yeah, mm-hmm. in her like. She's very good at it. He is obviously big asshole, but she is very good at deflecting his advances. And like literally yeah. when they're wrestling on the floor, I'm like, that is a queer woman who can hold her own. Yeah, she's not <laughs> scared of him. And I feel like that's very queer to mm-hmm. not be afraid of men or their feelings. You know, she's doing what she needs to do to keep her job. I do like the line she says i've been chased by swifter men than you and haven't been caught yet because she doesn't want to be caught yes and she's for sure does not want to be caught by a man i i also want to give dorley credit for being when i talk about like we stand supportive girlfriends in this movie i love dorley's energy in the hospital when, <laughs> when they're just like how's violet and she like just sees violet pushing a body down the hallway and she's like you know i don't think violet's doing great let's like go after her and see how we can help and i'm just like that's the energy you want in a partner yes <laughs> willing know? to be an accomplice in a crime yeah. without hesitation i just i love it you gotta give her credit for that there's also this like desire to be friends with these women that's so strong in Doralee. Yes. <laughs> From the beginning, she's just so nice to Judy. Go to lunch so with me. So nice to Violet and she just wants to go to lunch with these women. She definitely sees something like in these two. Yes. And I think it really ties into my idea that like I I really see in this movie like Violet's character and Doralee's character is like the more kind of established, experienced queers, you know? And then you have Judy who comes in and is kind of like, she's finding herself. They're showing her the ropes a little bit. I love them. I think also with Doralee being so shocked that people think she's sleeping with Mr. Hart, that, you know, uh, I think that a straight woman would be like, I know how this looks. 
But when you're queer, it's kind of like sometimes queer women will like go on a date with a man and not even realize it's a date, you know, because <laughs> you're like, happened to I, you? Just, I uh, thought you just wanted to get beers. Like, I like beer. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have. I wouldn't know. You still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. Yeah. I, I know people that that's happened to where uh, or at least they've like accepted a date and their wife had to be like, no, he he asked you on, on a date and they're like, what? No. Oh, <laughs> okay but like there have been situations where people have told me like oh yeah he's in love with you i'm like no no he's not and it's like yes his friend came from out of town and he went out of his way to introduce his friend to you that he told you all about and there was no reason for that <laughs> i'm like oh yeah oh. i guess maybe yeah. he does like me Ooh. <laughs> but the, but that's like the dorley energy it's like like she's like what yeah why would anybody think she's totally floored that they thought that. And she thinks like, well, it's obviously she's like, who's been saying that? Because she knows it's obviously nothing she could be doing because in no way is she <laughs> in any world putting out the vibe that she would go near this guy. Can we discuss? Wait, because A, that's true. And B, what I love about it is my other argument in favor of how gay Darley is is actually my dark horse ship in this movie, which I'm so sorry to like throw off our whole. <laughs> our whole order this early, Ellie, but I have to bring it up because, look, I love my thruple in this movie, I do, but my dark horse ship is Doralee and Missy, who is Hart's wife, okay? Yes! <laughs> and so here's what I love is, like, not only is Doralee, oh my god, how could anyone ever believe that I would be attracted to you? And she's like, you're a married man, like, you have a wife who I send flowers to and sign your name. And like when and when the wife shows up in the office, they have like this whole moment where she's like telling Doralee like how attractive she is. Yes. And like how wonderful she is. And I was like, what is happening between these two? And like, I just love the idea of Doralee being like, how could you tell people I'm sleeping with you? And how could anyone believe that I would be into you and not clearly your yeah. wife? <laughs> I totally can see that. And then she's like, you could interpret it of like her being like, I'm annoyed that I have to send flowers to your wife. But actually, if she's in love with her, yes. she's like, oh, yeah, of course right? I'll send the flowers. Yes, right. And I wrote this beautiful note. Did you get it, Missy? Did you get <laughs> Did it? Did you read it? That's what I want. I want the like secret romance where she's like, I'm the secretary who like he foists all of the job of taking care of his wife onto. But actually, I'm really here for it because... I'm, like, totally into your wife. Someone write me that movie is what I'm asking, okay? Just please give it to me now. Please and thank you. Okay. And, and the wife has to know that her husband is a total douchebag, right? That he he's the worst. And he treats her like crap. He won't go on vacation with her and instead sends her away for two months. And when she see, walks in and he's all flustered and angry and, and on the floor, she is not the least bit jealous of Dorley. She's just like so no. happy to see her and any other like typical stereotypical character in a movie would be giving her the stink eye would be, you know, what is she doing here? Frank, I don't you need to get a new secretary, whatever, but not her. And then it comes back around at the end where she's just like, thank you so much. Like, I know I'm for the flowers, I'm not supposed to call anybody he works it. with, but I had to call you. Yes. I hunted yes, down your number, which probably wasn't that easy back then. No. You had to go through like five she operators to find Doralee's number. 
Yeah. If anyone was gonna was gonna barge in on my thruple in this movie of who I ship, it's it's gonna be Dorley and Missy. I gotta say it. I thought That's you were all. gonna say Dorley and Roz, but. <laughs> oh God, no! Let's. Can we talk about? Let's I thought you were gonna Ross. say. Do, I Wait. thought you were gonna say Dor- Dorley um, and the uh, the Dikey Lush. Who I do wait. What's her name? Because I love her. I know her I, name. I just She's have just, her down as Atta Girl. Yeah. No, she we she, we learned she, her name at the end, and I didn't write it down because I'd called her Atta Girl the whole time. Her yeah, name's Margaret. Yeah. But no, let's talk about Roz because oh my God, Roz is going to be our segue into talking about Violet because the second that Roz and Violet start talking in this movie, and I was like, oh boy, you fucked, and it did not go well, did it? <laughs> yes. Those are salty exes, and nobody can tell me otherwise. I am sorry. Nobody, nobody is going to convince me that like they have that whole first conversation when Violet's like she gives something to to Violet, and she's like, "Thanks, Roz. I know just where to stick." Yes. It. <laughs> like you, you have one hundred percent dated it before, and, and, and I will it stick ended it badly. again. Yes. <laughs> it's been ten years of the two of them being bitter exes in the office. Yes. And the whole conversation when she's like warning, she's warning Judy about Roz, right? And then she tells her, if you want to gossip in the bathroom, check for her shoes first. And I'm like, what were you doing in the bathroom with Roz that she now like lives in the bathroom waiting for you and other yes, women yes, to yes. go in there okay. to gossip? I'm glad you brought up how gay it is that Roz is just like hanging <laughs> out in the ladies room and just listening to everybody pee. Like <laughs> so weird. No, I I promise you the backstory is like they used to bang in the bathroom during their nine to five hours and then they broke up and now Roz is just like camped out there like waiting for her to bring another girl in. Right. And I gotcha. personally I am I am here for their obvious lesbian drama. <laughs> wow. I'm dead. Goddamn I am just I am. Roz. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier. Like, I love when we do Should Have Been Gays and you get the, like, they're so into each other. Look at the heart eyes. They're undressing each other with a glance. Nothing makes me happier than when you get the interactions that you're just like, how did you write ex-girlfriends and you don't even seem to know it? Like, please. Those two fucked. Not a doubt in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, one company party night. It lasted a little too long. They stole some of Margaret's booze. Some of her her locker booze. Damn it, Margaret. I mean, and to be fair, I think Margaret and Violet also did. But like, it was like a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, they were just like, yeah, that was. I feel like Margaret's made the rounds of that office, right? They're like, yeah, that was fun. Like, we could do it again sometime. That's the vibe I get. But like, nothing weird. She's not tied down. Yeah. She's low drama. Margaret's chill, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love Margaret. (laughs) I need a drink. Atta girl. Yeah. Yeah, Margaret. That's right. So let's talk, I guess, then about Violet, which could honestly be all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. The blazer with the cherry pin. (laughs) Uh, Her working in the garage outfit, which, yeah, I... (sighs) She wields a mean screwdriver, you know. Yeah, the the working at home outfit, because I, yeah, I have this fixer-upper now. I've been doing a lot of projects, and I have, like the gayest outfit I put on is when I'm like assembling things or doing some work either outside or inside. And then seeing uh, Violet do that. And my wife looks up and goes, Oh, that's a good one. That's a good outfit. I want one like that to, to work on stuff. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cause she's a lesbian. 
Because, <laughs> yes, because she's a big old dyke, 1,000%. Yeah. Well, also, like, Lily Tomlin, as a as an actor, as a person, like, she's, like, pretty iconic in terms of coming out. I know, like, yes, when, when she does interviews and stuff, she's like, you know, I never, like, publicly came out. But it was the kind of thing where, like, everyone knew she had a partner. Like, she was with Jane Wagner for years and years and years. And, like, people knew it. It wasn't really a secret. She I mean, just there's didn't that... have, like, a coming out speech. No, but she had that picture of her leaning on the motorcycle, which was more coming out than anything I could ever imagine. <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah. I don't know what year that's from, but it's like, I'm a dyke. Hey. Also, um, <laughs> on a bike. <laughs> dyke on a bike. It's a thing. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know why I didn't know this. Did you know that Lily Tomlin is Miss Frizzle? Yes. Wait, like the, like, the voice The voice of Miss Frizzle. What? Is Lily fucking Tomlin. I didn't know that until... I like just the lengthy pause. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> please, please don't edit out the lengthy pause that happened there. It was it was trending the other day because they were showing the new Miss Frizzle. Mm-hmm. And then there was talk about like Lily Tomlin. Well, yeah, because everyone's wow. like the new, like the old Miss Frizzle is like the gayest. Right, right. Be. Oh, yeah. God, yes. And the new Miss Frizzle is not. Too polished. It's not Lily Tomlin. Miss Frizzle. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like needed to mention that because I found yeah. that out today as I was doing a Lily Tomlin dive. <laughs> and I'm also just looking at Lily Tomlin on this bicycle, on this freaking motorcycle right now. Right? What, yeah. Does it say what year it's from? It says reserves of powerful gay energy is the caption. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, wow. Reserves of powerful gay energy. It's a good caption for that. Gay, gay horsepower in right? that photo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if we're going to talk about who are the established gays in this movie, like, Violet is gay. Well, and that's the right? thing. Like, they're not even trying to pretend like Violet is not gay. She has no husband, right? Well, let's talk about this, too. Yeah. She has no husband. Her husband's uh, dead, but she's so ostensibly she's so unemotional about it she's like i would have been better off had we gotten divorced so she is like not missing this guy at all he was just getting in the way you know just like knocking her up she's like oh whatever i guess i'll have these kids but uh you know also the fact that she had four four kids and was working a job for all these years and was like ambitious at a time when that wasn't something that was uh you know she had a she had a get out of the house to have her fling with Roz. You're so right. <laughs> In the bathroom. <laughs> In the bathroom at work. Um, she's also, I just have to call out, she's a, a chivalrous gay, which you know we love. Like, they go on their little date to all get a drink at Charlie's, which I love because they're like, you know, Violet's like, this is ridiculous. I need a drink. And then Doralee's like, this is ridiculous. I need a drink. And then Judy's like, I'm going to go find them. <laughs> And so so they all go on their little daytime drinking date, right? And then Judy tries to buy a round. Yeah. And no, 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 not on this Dykes watch. Right. She's like, I've got yeah. it. And she's like, this one's on me. I've got it. Like, please. She's like, you think I let a girl buy me a drink on the first date? Who do you think I am? Right. She has such strong butch energy. Yeah. Power <laughs> butch move. Power Establishing move. that she's also, a top because you know what? Uh, with, with Dorley in the mix, I feel like she might feel a bit threatened. She's like, well, here's this other woman who knows what she wants. True. So I better establish myself as as the top dog here. 
But I feel like it's why they would work so well as the Thrupples. Like, I think their energies would all, like, work well together, right? Because, like, Vila's clearly the top. I mean, we all know where Judy falls in this. But I feel like Doralee could kind of, like, be a switch, you know? And I feel like that's going to work for all of them. I was, I mean, I was just going to ask you the question, what do you think it's like in the bedroom with the three of them? But clearly, (laughs) you've thought about it. it. We were thinking about it. We've been thinking about it. We had it in our notes. This is exactly the situation they would be in. Totally get it. Also, wait, I have the quote written down and I'm pretty sure it's Violet who says it. Is Violet the one who calls it a good old fashioned ladies pop party? Yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) can we just talk about that line real quick and like get gay? Well, also the whole conversation with her son about pot was kind of. Yeah. She lets her son smoke pot, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. She's just like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge you, but don't judge me kind of thing. That's the, she's the cool vibe I got. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, I can't say anything about you smoking pot because I'm, uh, you know, finger blasting Roz in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows it. You think he knows. <laughs> yeah. He saw her attach that uh, garage door opener. He knows. He knows. Yeah. (laughs) They all know. Yeah. He wasn't even trying to help. He was just kind of standing there watching. He's like, she's got this. She's got this. My lesbian mom has got it. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's honestly so gay. Like, just so gay. Yeah. She's also... Sorry. I have one other note on Violet, which is when they all have their daydream sequence about how they would kill Hart. I just want to highlight that Violet's is the one that has the other girls in it, right? So, like, Judy has her whole, like, I'm gonna hunt him down sequence, which, like, here for it. Doralee has the whole, like, I'm gonna objectify him back, which, like, fine. And then Violet's sequence, after the, like, at the end of the poisoning, there's also that whole thing where it's, like, all of a sudden there's all the three of them and they're living little, happily like, ever after in a castle together. Living. Yes. And I'm like, um,. Violet, you're telling on yourself a little yes. bit, girl. You're saying the quiet parts way out loud. Yes, I made note of that and also that there was a beaver in her fantasy. <laughs> Just in case we weren't picking up Fair. on the subtext. Fair enough. She's Needed also that. literally dreaming of beaver. Um, I love it. Yes. It's not like a traditional <laughs> Disney animal to to have in that scene. Every Everything else was like, you know, birds and deer and bunnies. bunnies. And then this like yeah. dyke-ass beaver. <laughs> It's just quite It's just, it's like now a beaver with a torque wrench shows up to fix your garage door opener, and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Sounds right. Sounds right to me. Excellent. So, Violet's gay. Yes. Yes. I mean, we, it's just very clear. You can't cast Lily Tomlin as this like power butch and not expect us to be like, that is a gay woman. Yeah. You just can't. What about Judy? Let's talk about Judy. Oh my Bisexual. God. I'm so excited. Uh, comes to work her first day wearing a bonnet. Only a bisexual would do that. <laughs> I say Show that us. with all the love we're in like- my heart. They love their hats. They love their quirky hats. And they're going to wear a bonnet and they're going to rock it and not be ashamed. Good on you, but bisexuals. Like all of our bisexual listeners, post your, post your favorite uh, bi bonnet. Hashtag yeah. bonnets on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Please tag us. Oh my God. If we start if we start it, we start it. I don't know. Right. I mean, if they have the bonnets, they have the bonnets, you know? And this is gonna take over TikTok. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the birets. We're it's by bonnets now. That's where we're that's where we're at in this stage of the pandemic. Okay. That combined with the pussy bow. Mm-hmm. 
Look, Judy, Judy is my, she's the coming out story of this movie, and I love it. <laughs> she's you know, the Jenny she's Schechter. She's finding, yes. she's, oh God. <laughs> she's, we have a bathroom, she's we have a bathroom hookup about scene herself. too. There's always a bathroom hookup scene. The L word fucking got it right. she's learning about herself she's uh the growth from judy's first day at the office to judy kicking dick out of that house also his name is literally dick she got rid of dick and she has no interest in dick at all whatsoever (laughs) anymore dick shows up and she's like what ifs dick not into you right what that's she was kind of who wrote this she was a little bit accommodating to dick at first that's why i'm saying bisexual you know she yeah yeah she's not completely closed off but then you know she but she doesn't need it yeah (laughs) she literally tells him your leaving was the best thing that ever happened to me true true like that, come that on. one particular dick. She says to yes. Dick. <laughs> For sure. Yes. I mean, also she's going through a divorce. I feel like, you know, when you're going through a divorce later in life, there are a lot of people who figure out some new things about themselves. Yeah. You know, she's learning. She's mm-hmm. learning about her sexuality. Yeah. She's learning about what she likes in the bedroom, M&Ms, all of that. <laughs> Can we talk? I wrote down the whole quote. She goes, if I want to have an affair or do sex games or have M&Ms, <laughs> you can't stop me. And this is what I love about it, too, because, like, look, I exist on TikTok in, like, the late in life coming out TikTok space as well, because they always make me so happy. And I think that, like, one of the things I love, too, is, like, you can tell sometimes when people have the, like, the energy and they're like, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm, like, figuring it out. <laughs> and that's, like, such a queer move to me to be, like, a late bloomer move to be, like, I don't quite know all the terminology right yet, and I'm I'm picking it up as I go, and, like, maybe I'm gonna fuck a little bit up as, as I'm learning, but, like, the energy is there. Yes. And you're like, yes, that's correct. <laughs> She's open. You have all the M&Ms you want, yes. you know? Yes, totally. <laughs> She's so open to future possibilities and she's excited yes. about these new bonds that she has formed with Dorley and Violet. Well, and she also, like, we talked about Dorley having the, like, supportive, like, let's hide a body. Sure, I'm here for right. it. But, like, Judy out the gate is doing that, too, where she's like, the poison, cool, let's drive to the hospital and, like, we'll see what we can do. It's it's gonna be okay. I've got you. And you're like, aw, sweetie. Judy is ready to it. commit murder to make sure. <laughs> yes. She is firing that gun off with her eyes shut <laughs> at the end. Just like she is ready to like seriously murder this guy on purpose. Like no nobody else actually tried to murder him except her. And she was gonna do a it murder for queer. Her, for her Yeah. <laughs> for her gay loves. Yeah. For her loves. She was. Look, like, I feel like this movie is like everything that Thelma and Louise could have been as a comedy film, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's like, what if you were willing to commit literal murder for your girlfriend and it was just funny instead, you know? That's like, that's And it this was movie. a thruple instead of a duo. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It kind of reminded me a little bit of um, of Pretty Little Liars because it's like, oh, they have all yeah. these secrets and like where there are secrets, there are lesbians. And that's <laughs> that's my IMDb for Pretty Little Liars. Where it's there like, are secrets, se- there are Secrets lesbians. begets lesbians. Just nothing but lesbians. The whole show, all lesbians. And, and attempted murder. 
but it <laughs> and hoodies, which is about as gay as you can get, honestly. I'm literally wearing a black hoodie right now. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> there we go. I'm A. <laughs> but but it's like the same thing as Pretty Little Liars, where like they make their own problems. Because right? they want to have problems together. Because they want to have problems. Yeah, because the it, it's trauma bonding that they're having and they're creating <laughs> their own trauma so that they can they can bond and have these secrets and be in this like near suicide pact. Like he's ready to kill all of them. And they're like, no, we're going to stick together and keep taking this. for. We don't know how this one's going to end, but we're already in it. So let's keep doubling down on making these choices that incriminate us even more let's add more charges to this list of so they they stole a corpse they kidnapped (laughs) tortured attempted murder you know it's just like those little things lots of forgery for for the good of the company and how did they form that bond carolyn they all got stoned and talked about hunting a man yes at a lady pop party talk enough about the lady pop party fashion ladies pop party which you know what lesbian hasn't enjoyed a good old-fashioned ladies pop just sitting in front of the fireplace is that what we call it these days (laughs) i don't know where you stand on this but i i feel like weed is the lesbian drug of choice Whenever we bring that up, that never gets disputed. I'm not even a big weed person, but I I'm like, yep, if I had to pick one thing that uh, I would say a lot of a lot of these folks are into. I think it is like generally queer. I personally, it's not my drug of choice, but I think it's just like my body chemistry doesn't react well to it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying weed is like the lesbian equivalent of like poppers? Yes. (laughs) Then Yes. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. I was going to say crystal meth, but that's a little harsh. I know (laughs) that crystal meth isn't that popular. Let's let's say that there are other equivalents for the meth, but I'm going to say poppers. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's like the harmless fun. I'm just kidding about the crystal meth. Don't at me. Um, (laughs) But yes, I mean, have did I did I take a gummy with my queer friend and watch nine to five? Yes. Yeah. Like, is that like a normal thing to do with your queer friends? Yes. 100%. How many people are listening to this who like got stoned out of their minds and watched 9 to 5? It, it's a good many. one to have some, yeah, get that Maui Wowie and many. I was like, it's just a beautiful bonding experience for the three of them to do this thing together. And, like, I feel like they are just, like, so obsessed with each other after this night. Before yeah. it's, take all the, you know, killing out of it. Just, or attempted murder, but. But but here's the thing, is, like, they're they're kind of blaming it all on, like, this one marijuana cigarette, as they like to call it, from the 80s. And we all know that it wasn't that strong then, you know. That, that, was, that wasn't good pot. So there's no way... That they got that high. They were just using that as an excuse excuse. to be rolling on the floor laughing so they could touch each other. It's like, well, now we have to stay here and eat and and cook a meal and bond and do all this stuff. Like Because we just can't leave. We're too high to go anywhere. Yeah. We have to sleep over. (gasps) Oh, no. We lost her again. Yeah. Now it's the DEA. (laughs) To the DEA. And Lee's gone as well again. <laughs> the DEA's at her door. 
So the DA has gotten Lee. She's not coming back tonight. <laughs> and so Carolyn and I are going to finish. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This one out. So is there any other, you took copious, copious notes on this film. Are there any other very, very gay things that we have missed in our dissection of the film? Uh, I wrote a note. I forgot who says it was referring to her friends as her girlfriends. I always like to think it's gay, but I know that that's kind of a common thing. That is thing. a thing that strangers um, do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, uh, another thing to go with Margaret being um, a, a dyke is that she was like a sporting a vest. In yes. The office. Her- Sorry, not a dyke, a dusty lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. <laughs> That's because she was an alcoholic, and then once she kicked her habit, she was no longer dusty looking. (laughs) Right? Is that me, or did she just kind of look a little dusty? (laughs) Yes, she was definitely dusty. Uh, Somebody just dust her off and (laughs) and send her to the cubbyhole. Oh my god, she would fit right in the cubbyhole. Yeah, and margarita night. Just let her go wild. Lover. I think we got most of it. I mean, okay, it was pretty gay the way that they tie him up in like a very fetish true, true. type way. Like they've all done some they form of bondage. Yeah, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, like they each had something to bring to the table in terms of how they were tying him up. So like Violet was like, well, let's suspend him from the ceiling. That's my thing. And then um, they all have their kinks. Yeah, yeah. Dorley is great with uh, hog tying men, apparently. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, what does Judy contribute? I don't know. <laughs> Judy's still learning. Judy's still learning. Judy has the night shift. <laughs> Judy has the night shift. Oh, poor Judy. I love her. <laughs> so, 
Which characters in this, we've talked a little bit, but which characters are we shipping together? Because obviously there's a lot. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree and say that Dora Lee and Missy might be my top ship, actually, because, yeah, I think that would be the best conclusion. I'm also, even though we haven't met her, but it does say at the very end that uh, Judy ends up with the copy machine service person and no gender is mentioned. So I believe it's a um, non-binary queer. I love that too, because also it's like definitely a queer person who can actually help her with the Xerox machine. You know, like I can't imagine that would have been a cis man who really helped her. Love a utility queer, somebody with with a skill that helps you out in life. Because I would want to ship Judy and Violet because at the beginning, you know, they're so close and she's really looking up to Violet. I just don't think she's ready for Violet yet i think she needs to she needs a xerox like the xerox yeah, yeah, is yeah. like the stepping stone yeah to violet yeah and Vi- i feel like violet's gonna be there violet yeah it seems like she's real happy being single and mm-hmm. just like doing what she wants with whoever she wants in the office yeah so i don't think she's going anywhere yeah, she she's patient. She knows she's playing the long game. She's playing the long game at her job and she's playing the long game with Judy. So if we were to ship, okay, so we're shipping, but we're shipping Judy and Xerox person. What's yes. their ship name? Judox. Judox. I'm into it. It's a terrible um, ship name, but it's okay. It's a bad ship name. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> They're always bad. Um, okay, so also we said, oh, Dorley and Missy, which is... Yeah. I feel like Dorsey would be cool. Dorsey or mm-hmm. Missily. Missily. Actually, that's a nice ship name. Missily. I feel like they really fit together. We. It was sort of a dark horse at the beginning. Lee, I'm sorry you're not here for this to really be vindicated <laughs> in your ship. But you were right. Yeah. You were right. It, <laughs> just the chemistry is... The chemistry is off the charts. And they would both be so happy. And, and that's what we want. Similar to a famous country music star, I think that Dorley would stay married to her husband, who I think they're best friends and care cares about him, um, but is is gonna you know only be sexual with with a woman. Wow, bringing it all back, <laughs> bringing it all back. And then well, if, if they're gonna go in the movie and say Dorley later becomes a, a country star, then I think that then, we can. Yep. We Compare have to things to the real world. Yeah. Dolly, Dolly, Dolly. <laughs> and she changes her name to Dolly. And this is an autobiographical tale. You didn't know it, but it is. I just also love, I love that Dolly was in this in general. I Did you listen to that Dolly podcast that was out a while ago? No, because I heard that Judy wasn't going to be a part of it. And then I'm like, well, then this isn't the truth. And I didn't want it. <laughs> anything wow. to do with it. I heard it was good. I did it was hear really good. Yeah, I I read some articles covering it and I'm like maybe I should drop my beef. <laughs> with I feel this like and you listen. know we can also do a should have been gay on that podcast, you know, why did, <laughs> why is Judy out of it? But Right. There were like it was really cool hearing from Dolly all oh. about like Hold on, I'm just connecting the dots. Judy is a character in this movie. Judy. Do you think Judy. that Dolly was like, you must 
name this character after my alleged lover. <gasps> Do you think lover. she did that after like she my negotiated best friend. her contract to get Judy in the in the film? I think that's a wink at, at Judy. Wow, that is really Lee has joined us oh, hey, at a pivotal hey. moment <laughs> from the dark of her of her powerless house. Um, was great. it the DEA? Right. <laughs> yeah, we said the DEA got you. I said marijuana cigarette, and then they came after you. Good Lord, we're never having you on again, Carolyn. What is this? <laughs> Incredible. So we're in the middle of our ship names. We have vindicated you, Lee, because our top ship is Jorley and Missy. Yes. Uh, Missily. Here it's for a beautiful it. ship name. Um, we were just about to talk about Judy and Violet. What's their ship name? Oh, wow. Judelet. Judelet, Judelet, yeah. Oh, Judelet. That's cute. That's very cute. Viety. Yeah, very, very cute. We didn't get to the thruple yet. So I feel like we di- we do need to talk about what the threesome, what's their ship name? Oh, well, we forgot to tell you that we also ship uh, Judy with the Xerox person that she yeah, gets in a relationship with a at woman. the end. Deaf a woman. Oh. Yeah, well, there's no gender. I, yeah, I, I said it's a queer NB, but could also be a woman. Okay, but it's, fair enough. It's definitely not a definitely not a cis man. Yes. Um, okay, wait, before we do the thruple name, can I also throw out my other dark dark horse ship in this movie, which is um Hart and what's the what's the big boss's name at the end? Tinsley, I think. Tinsworthy something. I ship them yeah. because uh, I know I wrote down the line at the end where he's like, I ain't the kind of guy who, or like, I ain't the kind of man who takes no for an answer or something. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Heart he does is- whisk him away for two to three yeah. years. He not only whisks him away for two to three years, but I also have a note from the very beginning um, that like the, my other gay thing in this movie is uh, Mr. Hart talking about football. <laughs> He's like a little homoerotic about football in the very beginning. Yeah. So like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with him and the box man, but uh, but I ship that. That's my other ship. Yeah, I can vibe on that. Too. I can't really come yeah. up with a name since I can't find the dude's name, but uh, I ship them. Oh, I also I forget this dude's name, um, but also kind of ship Roz and the other dude who goes around and spies. We have two like undercover. <laughs> he was sneaking around. Too, and I feel like him and Roz would be able to. Maybe they're just best friends, you know. Yeah. They're just like gay best friends. Gay just best like, friends. Yeah. yeah, actually, that makes they a lot more sense. Petty, they're like the petty yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. So much gossip. I can totally see it. Okay, now All now right, so we can do our thruple ship name. Now uh, the thruple, the oh, holy grail tough. of nine to five. The Judy, the Violet, the Dorley. Doraviety. We've got Doraviety. Uh, Doraviety. I really like the let of Violet, so like a Jude Jude Dorlet. I'm gonna go with last names and do mm. Roe Bernstead. Ooh, wow. Ro Bernstead. It's got some butch energy to it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh butch consonants in there. What about I don't know why an R and an N are the most butch of all. Okay. Consonants. What about Judah Lilet? <laughs> Judalilet, yes. Yeah. Love it, it just flows off the tongue, you know? Smooth. Great, great ship name. <laughs> Judalilet. I'm so into it. All right. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of characters in this, but do we feel good about our ship names and yes. our ships? Are there any additional ships? I, I think that's good. All right. So we wrapped up our ships. 
It is time for our Q and Gay. Are you ready? Q, 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 Q and, 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 and Gay. All right. So Q and Gay, our first question for you, Carolyn. One, do you work A, nine to five, or B, five to nine, or C, nine to nine? Oh, nine to nine. <laughs> I had a feeling that would be the answer. Absolutely. Have you heard Dolly's new song, Five to Nine? No. It's really actually pretty cool. It's She wrote a new song that basically is a song about freelancers. What? Like, it's like a song about, like, your your hustle, like, how, like, you're going to be your own boss and all this. And some of my friends sent it to me. They were like, this reminded me of you. And I was like, Dolly. No, I've just heard it. her uh, vaccine cover of Jolene. (laughs) Incredible. But you should listen to Five to Nine. It really, you know, speaks to this generation of gig workers. So Dolly is staying relevant. Great. All right. Question number two. Which main character do you most relate to? A, Violet, B, Judy, or D, Dorley? Uh, Violet, for sure. I mean, I felt that from you, but I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to assume. Yeah. Violet. I buy the drinks. (laughs) (laughs) I buy the drinks. All right. Question number three. If you were to murder your boss, how would you do it? A, shoot him. B, poison him. C, harass him. Or D, M&M him. Um, You know, I would actually harass. I love like an elaborate plan to drive somebody insane. Mm, Nice. Yeah. It's much more more, um, long term. Right. You get to enjoy the the torture for longer. And, and I feel like you, you can get away with that easily. You know, if you just like drive someone You're just out of a situation. Like the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then make them so crazy that they're. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Have you ever had an embarrassing office mishap? A, yes or B, no? Yes. And what was it? Now you have to tell the story. Okay. Um, The first one that immediately came to mind was um, I worked at this place right out of college. It was a startup and wildly inappropriate. And one afternoon, the the president, and it was very small, uh, took this other guy who wasn't like my direct supervisor, but he was like one level above me and took him to uh, a strip club on the way back from buying office supplies. He was just being like very, I don't know, like kind of embarrassed, but like kind of smug about it that the boss took him to a strip club. And the boss was like this crazy British guy. And uh, he made sure that we all knew what they had been up to. So... (laughs) I send a, a DM to my other coworker, who's a woman, and I was like, hey, do you think Brian's just sitting over there with major blue balls? And then Brian writes back and was like, I think you meant this for Ashley. <laughs> oh, no. And I sent it right to him instead of Ashley. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he ever answer the question or? No. <laughs> He just oh watched me squirm. So he was the one who was like squirming a little bit when he first walked in. But then I was the one that was like, mm. well, that I'm never making that mistake again. <laughs> it happens. All right. Question number five. What is the most romantic gesture the girls do for each other? A, stealing a body together. B, shooting the windows. Or C, holding the boss hostage. I would say A. Mm. Yeah. It was. A, yeah. I feel like it was. A, it's that's the, the first thing, right? Right. It's it's the it's the 
the speed with which they're just like, I guess we're all stealing a body now. And they're like all 100% committed to this plan that I love. They also all squeezed into the front seat when that car had a back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we missed that. And that is so, I'm so happy Amazing. that we didn't end this episode without talking about the front seat. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you, Carolyn, so much for hanging out with us and dealing with the gay mafia and the DEA and like all of the all of the mishaps that have happened in our what Zoom a wild night today. We had a really wild night. I feel like we are, you know, Dorley, Violet, and Judy all together here. <laughs> yes, um, and I feel like we also can all agree that nine to five should have been gay. Yes, should have been gay. So, Carolyn, where can our audience find you on social media? You can find me personally at TGI Carolyn and Diking Out at Diking Out on all platforms. Amazing. And yeah. do you have anything coming up that you'd like our audience to know about? Well, for anybody who's in the New York City area, and we'll be posting about this on our social media, but we're going to have a casual park hang uh, with Dyke Beer. So we're working with Dyke Beer just to uh, and some queer sports leagues to help raise money for um, like scholarships for people who want to play queer sports and maybe can't afford the fee to do that while we're drinking Dyke Beer. So that's May 16th uh, in Queens in New York. Uh, as things open up, I'm sure I'll be itching to do stand-up again. I don't have anything booked quite yet, but you can follow me on social media for that. The only gig I have booked is I got booked for a wedding. That's exciting. Wow. To do comedy at a wedding, which is something I've never seen before. As the, like, But this couple wants it. As a ceremony? Are you going to be like officiating as a comedian? No, no. It's, it's like listeners <laughs> the of the podcast party? that I've never met. Uh, a lesbian couple. One of them is a gay Susan. I'm very excited. And they want me to do comedy during dinner. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. I feel like you're going to have a blast. All right. So that's that's on my calendar. Unfortunately, so nobody listening can see it. Yeah, come to the <laughs> wedding. I'll be wearing a suit. Uh, <laughs> I really want to invest in a suit for this summer. You know, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I, I'm singing in a wedding band and I really want like a like oh, killer. Yes. Like, do a leap a suit yes do it like i need it i'm gonna do it so also, can we discuss send- me like straight up lighting a scented candle right now so anyone can see my face? <laughs> to ward off the spirits <laughs> that are obviously haunting I'm gonna, you i'm gonna sage around the house after we get off yeah <laughs> are we supposed oh to say an incantation now is this the last segment <laughs> yes yeah, so we're gonna finish the episode with a spell to ward off the gay mafia <laughs> and hope that lee wakes up Tomorrow. Listen, this has been an adventure on my side, okay? It truly has. Thank you, Carolyn, so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you. This is so much fun. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you, and we love building this community, so we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we want to shout out our listener, Dina, who reached out to us on Instagram to say that they've been listening to the show and catching up on all the past episodes, and also suggested another Should Have Been Gay, and we love when we get Should Have Been Gays that were already on our list. So Top Gun, now on our list, our lengthy growing list, but we promise it's on there. (laughs) If there is a movie, we can make it gay. We can talk about... It's not even we can make it gay. We can talk about why it 
should have been or clearly was gay. It's just, look, sometimes you're just gifted with some special skills. And it's this good is to our know your superpower. <laughs> this is our super, this is how we will save the world. <laughs> One gay subtext movie at a time. There you go. As always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Saren Julia. Carrie Ann Lawrence. Danny Gunlock Tamora. Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen. Tara Gleason. And Lizette Stye. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Liz Chen. And Evelyn Smith. Also, for those King Princess patrons, a reminder to send us your should have been gay suggestions. We have definitely done some that I know Liz sent in, but make sure you send those suggestions so we can get your suggestions on next season. Thank you all. We love you so much. We appreciate your support always. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you're the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon for the podcast. You can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get access to our Discord chat, which we love. We have so much fun in there. You get access to ad-free episodes. You can get viewing parties, all sorts of good stuff. We also have a Patreon for The Flame. Again, if you want to support the musical or help us make more musicals, you can find that at patreon.com slash theflamemusical. We have so many good previews going up there, and we're just going to keep some fun content rolling as we start actually releasing the episodes. If you want some Les Hangout merch, now is the time. As we said before, Pride is upon us. I know it's May, but you got to get ready for Pride. Get your Pride gear right now at bit.ly slash shop. Get your Porch Pride shirts. Get your Femme shirts. Get your Pride Rainbow shirts. We got it all on that shop. bit.ly slash shop. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang.